Hello, this is Marilyn Spicy, aka Mary, one of the caretaker at the Satanic Estate. No caretaker, performer, or creature living in the secret tunnels under the Satanic Estate is a spokesperson for the Satanic Temple. The views in this conversation do not reflect the views of the Satanic Temple and are simply our own. Hi everyone, um, I'm Mary. Marilyn Spicy, for those who know me on social media. Thank you for joining me um, this evening in the back parlor of the estate. I'm here lounging in a big velvet chair and Thomas is burning some incense or something. Um, we don't want to name it. Is it weed? Something. Uh, patchouli? <laughs> um, we're going to interview Thomas um, because he's an awesome personality and he's contributed a lot in uh, what the estate has become and has been. So, um, yeah. Um, thank you, Thomas, for participating in the interview. Uh, we're glad to shine the light on you. You deserve it. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I, um, um, I I've been, have been having a lot of fun doing the virtual headquarters, so I thought this would be cool to kind of let people know a little bit more about me. I guess. <laughs> um, before digging in the interview questions, uh, feel free to tell us a bit about you, uh, your name, where you live, uh, if you have fur babies, um, etc. Um, also, you can give your uh, your social media handles and Instagram, Twitter, um, you know, whatever you name it. Short bio insert here. Well, I um. You know, I've been I've been living and working here in Salem, uh, Salem, Massachusetts, for uh, kind of around 20 years. I kind of lost track um, as a historian, a tour guide, and a practicing witch. Um, I've been, you know, teaching people about the occult as much as I've been learning about the occult. Um, so I, you know, kind of know a little bit about everything, but you know, not tons about one specific thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, as far as you know, my, my personal stuff, you know, I do have a cat. I love my cat, um, cauliflower. And uh, the thing is, you, you know, usually with say my social media and stuff like that, um, I try not to make it about myself because uh, I noticed, you know, throughout the years, I've seen that a lot of witches, um, you know, their public persona becomes too much of, you know, an ego thing and about kind of about them. So all of my social media is called Salem Witch Wiles. And it's more about the, the, you know, the wiles of witches in Salem and what it's like to be a witch in Salem and witchcraft type stuff. And all of my really opinionated things, you know, come out on there. People say, oh no, Tom's getting political on his page again. And it's like, well, you know, I'm more or less just giving a history lesson and applying it to a current thing, um, which, you know, is really important when it comes to witch hunts and all the misinformation out there that you hear. So there's a lot of that as well. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to follow me on Instagram and TikTok and all that, it's Salem Witch Wiles. And don't don't look up me on Facebook. I don't want people adding me personally. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, also about the things you don't want. Uh, if you don't want to answer any of the questions or you feel the question should be reformulated or is not exactly correct, please let me know. Um, suggest oh, I'll let you, you know. 
okay cool <laughs> hell you um yeah suggest a new question and like maybe follow with your answer you know like because i am fallible and um i don't know much about what it is to be a satanic uh witch and um i don't even know if that is what you like to be called or anything so you see like yeah just just we go make sure to make sure to correct me and um i will right my wrongs all right <laughs> okay let's start with the common question to ask an historian uh because that's what you do that's what you are um how did you decide to become an historian well you know it was it was kind of by accident um i more or less i've always been the type i you know as, as a kid i was always really nerdy and i always wanted to know how things worked um, I've always wanted to know the roots of things and why things happened. So I've always had an interest generally in, you know, science and exploration and, you know, just understanding things. And um, once I understood the role that history played in understanding everything, um, it, that's when I really, it really started to um, turn my, my studies to more, more towards history itself. So Say, say, for instance, when I was younger, I was I was really interested um, in, you know, the fun little, uh, all the quantum physics stuff, you know, and that was really popular a few years ago. And, um, you know, when I'm younger, I'm learning about quantum physics. I want to know what, what's the history of physics. Um, so I learned that and uh, or say, for instance, I'm learning about uh, a particular, you know, um, you know, when it when it comes to art, for instance, understanding the, the art history um, is really, really important in history studies. And you see that um, the role that it plays in just about everything. And that's really what kind of honed my focus into that, uh, that one area. So did you go to university, college, uh, where oh, and what no. specific? Okay, so you didn't go to school? Oh, no, no way. You know, I, I don't I don't think it's necessary to go to school to right. become an expert. When I, was younger, Just... I remember I was, you know, at a certain age, my uh, my mother, you know, we I, I, at the time I moved around a bit. But um, at the time that my mother told me this, I we lived in a town that was kind of wealthy and we were essentially the poorest family in the entire town. And my mother one day told me like, hey, by the way, you're getting to the age that people are going to start thinking about college and signing up for college. And to be realistic, all your friends are going to be able to afford it and you we can't so you really have to think about scholarships and bonds and really plan ahead and um it was at that point in my life i was kind of lazy so i didn't really do any of that and once it got to the point where i could have gone i was just kind of didn't go i was going through some bad stuff but um it, it ended up i think in some ways obviously not having uh you know a strict formal or academic education it has you can have it has you can develop a lot of issues. Um, but what it's helped me is to approach things um, from an outside perspective and to really, you know, explore things in a tangent, in a tangential way, like, um, if that make it like, say, you know, you're studying one thing, if it's for a school project or something, you have to stick on subject, uh, I can get I can allow myself to be distracted and um, follow a weird rabbit hole and learn about all the different random aspects of history, you know, what interests me and I find that's what's most important and that's what keeps you passionate is talking about what you are interested in. Um, so if it had been 
something that had been kind of institutionalized into me, I might not like it as much. Um, but, you know, I also, um, to add, I, I was, um, at, you know, when I was a little younger in my 20s, I was pretty smart, um, to, not to give myself too much credit, but I was, <laughs> I was pretty smart where I decided to go out of my way to get a job in a college uh, textbook bookstore. Um, and then after I worked at that one, I went and worked at another one and I got uh, all the books, all like the leftover books and the books that they can't sell and the books that they're going to throw out. Um, I was able to just get really a fuckload of free education, basically, just from the textbooks. Um, and I know that's not from a teacher, so it lacks things, but there's that. And then online courses, which I highly recommend. There's some websites out there that can direct the, the average person to free college courses from some of the really the best rated universities like in the country so they'll a lot of them will have free stuff out there i highly recommend that especially now everybody's bored it's a pandemic go learn some shit i i thought about doing it with um harvard x uh personally um so would you say this is where you uh you became a historian that's that's how right what um, you just said yeah Basically, it kind of just happened. <laughs> and, it's, and it's kind of, um, it's, you know, there's different types, you know, some people, uh, you know, academic historians have given me shit in the past and said, well, you can't call yourself a historian without a degree. Um, but then I say, well, what's your, what's your job? Um, my job is to teach people about history. So I might, might not be an academic historian, but I'm a professional historian. <laughs> what, what did you like most about um your initiation to uh the mysteries and history uh of the world it was it like that you did you did you like for instance that you got it by yourself and you owe nobody anything or like what did you like most about your um your apprenticeship of history um Well, I think, I think the thing, like I was saying before, the thing that I like about history the most is that it helps me to understand a lot of different things. Um, so when it comes to, you know, the occult, Satanism and witchcraft, um, understanding the history of them is really the, one of the most important ways to understand what they are. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people today say they, um, you know, they'll really love the image of being a witch or being a Satanist. Um, and they'll kind of adopt that persona before they really have a historical understanding of what it is. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm the opposite of that. I need to really know what, what something's all about before I really get myself into it. <laughs> so because um, of like the, the, what you just said, Um, what a lot of people might want to know about the satanic witch that you are um, is your religious background, your history. So what is your religious background? Do you have any one? <laughs> well, you know, when I was like, like, like most kind of uh, poor people in New England um, of similar, you know, socioeconomic area, you know, plight, um, I was raised, you know, lazy Catholic, you know, my, you know, my parents were like, sure, we're Catholic, but they didn't really do it that much or just church stuff. And um, it wasn't until my mother, my mother wanted to 
get married for the third time that the Catholic Church was like, no, you can't do that. So she made the decision to convert um, to a church that would allow that. Um, and we ended up going to Episcopal Church, which is they call Catholic Light. It has all the rituals of Catholicism without the like homophobia and stuff. So my mother got married um, wearing a red dress uh, for her third oh. wedding. Um, yeah, very satanic. She was very rebellious, a good influence on me in that way. Um, and, you know, luckily the church, the Episcopal church that I went to uh, in, you know, my early, early teens and stuff, um, they were really open-minded people. So they weren't, you know, I hear horror stories from some people about the really crappy church stuff that they had to deal with. But for me, it wasn't that, it wasn't that much of an issue. Um, we were just doing charity and stuff like that. Now, it was first confirmation that, you know, I started learning about a lot of different religion, um, not specifically witchcraft, but just religion in general and understanding that there was more to the world. Um, and philosophically, I had become very rebellious. I had started smoking pot and stuff. And um, I asked during the confirmation class, I asked the priest, you know, that whole question about if there's two people and one of them is a Christian and the other one's an atheist and the atheist steals a loaf of bread, but the Christian kills, you know, murders an entire family. They both get hit by a car. Um, one of them gets forgiven for his sins, but the atheist goes to hell literally forever. So you're, like I'm saying to the, in front of everyone, um, to the minister of the church, I said, so you're telling me that that guy for stealing a loaf of bread gets tortured and burned forever just for trying to feed his family. Um, and he had me meet him after class and brought me into his office and said, I don't think you belong here. Um, so that was that. <laughs> and that's, um, you know, from then on, I started studying just, just about everything. And it wasn't, wasn't until I moved to Salem that I realized witchcraft wasn't just goth people. I, I, had, I was very ignorant towards what witchcraft was until I um, was like maybe 19 years old. So a lot of people discover witchcraft in their youth. I had no idea. I thought it was just an image thing. I thought it was just goth kids. I didn't really understand that it had roots in actual occultism. So once I moved to Salem and I met actual witches, I was like, oh, this is actually really fun stuff. And that was that. The end, but really the beginning. <laughs> so how does one become a witch? How did you how did you in particular, I mean, you just said that you moved to Salem and um, you discovered what being a witch was exactly, but is there like an initiation process or something? In, in certain types of witchcraft, initiation is important, um, but they're the more religious paths. Like the easiest way to explain it in like layman's terms, or like say the way I would explain it to tourists is that, um, Wicca is to witchcraft what, say, you know, Catholicism is to Christianity. Um, Wicca is a more specific, you know, type of witchcraft with all the rules. And most people will meet Wiccans or, um, and you know, also it gets confusing because a lot of people will use the word Wiccan by accident or they don't know what it really means. But generally speaking, in Wicca, you are initiated into a coven and there's lineage and all that stuff. Um, Whereas if you're a witch, it's just like, you know, when somebody says, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I don't, you know, really go to church or, you know, I have my own beliefs. And, you know, if somebody does, you know, it's, a, it's about following your own path a lot of the times. Um, 
So, so what does it mean to you specifically to be a witch? Um, to, it's a hard well, one. I mean, yeah, it's a to answer the question like it's it's to put it so generally it's difficult to answer because I don't I don't even know where to begin. So um, how but, about how about what kind of witch are you? If you're not a Wiccan, do you have like a a label uh, a type of witchcraft or? Religion? Well, the way I, I the way I always joke about it is that you know there's there's lots of schisms all the time even with even say with the Satanic Temple. Um, there's whenever there's religion, there's always people that have differing beliefs and it branches off and branches off. And until there's a point where everybody, I think, if you think about it, the, the logical conclusion is that every single person has their own personalized religion. Agreed. Um, that's what really attracted me to the satanic temple, because as far as I'm concerned, the branching doesn't need to happen. Um, the, the satanic temple's already there where you can kind of have your own personalized version of it. The tenets help to you know, keep you aligned with the, the actual consensus of the, the overarching beliefs or whatever, and you can do whatever, you know, and that was, to me, that was uh, the best thing about it. But to talk more about the witchcraft side of things, um, I've always, I've, my version of witchcraft has always been a way of connecting with nature. And by that, I, it sounds like some cheesy hippie shit, but I don't mean like hugging trees. It can be, I like hugging trees, but like um, generally <laughs> not just nature as in, you know, plants and animals, but I mean the nature of things and understanding just reality and where you're at and um, the balance of things and, um, you know, duality and all that stuff. And I think uh, some of the guiding, lo looking at patterns that you see in nature and applying them to society and, you know, like the, the way that the back of a leaf looks versus the way a conversation might go. I don't know. That's a stupid example, but so can I, can I say you're a nature witch? Uh, well, every witch is a nature witch. <laughs> okay. Um, so when do but one you, thing I will say, oh, one sorry, thing go I will, when you say that I'm a satanic witch, I don't know if I would use that terminology, um, because of the implications of Levian Satanism and how that interplays. I always, I always say that I am a Satanist and that I am also a witch. Um, and I kind of see them as two separate parts of me that do, you know, come together, but they're two different. It's really important to, you know, keep them, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to explain. So how, how do you reconcile uh, being a witch and being a Satanist in like every day. Does that well, not is, interfere with one another? Yeah, the, the, the most, you know, when it comes to the Satanic Temple, the, my favorite thing is the, uh, the seven tenets, like out, out of all of them, you know, every time I think about one a little bit more, I, you know, it has, it will end up having more meaning and you can kind of ruminate on them. Um, and I, I always say it's my favorite one, but it switches around, but I mean, it kind of is uh, number five, is it that our um, beliefs have to conform to science. And that's something that has always been a really important part of my witchcraft. And that is, you know, that you, you want to think of it like um, a long time ago, 
witches were messing around with medicine and herbs, but they were also thinking like, I don't know, maybe the planets have something to do with stuff. And they were guessing. And that's what scientists do. You don't just like not try something because it seems like weird. You want to come up with theories. You want to test hypotheses and stuff like that. But the most important thing is you have to admit you're wrong. When something's wrong, you have to, you have to understand the logic of things. And I think a lot of witches will, um, will, will agree that, um, you know, and as I think it was the, the, the Dalai Lama said a quote one time. And then later on, I heard the famous witch from Salem, Laurie Cabot say something that was really similar. Um, so I forget which one said which, but they each said something along the lines that when my religion is proven wrong by science, I accept it and move on. Um, and I think that's a problem that a lot of witches have. And a good example of that is with like echinacea. That's my, that's a, my favorite example to use because motherfuckers be prescribing echinacea to people with, I'm sorry, I'm swearing. Um, let me go back just in, if you want to edit out the scripts. <laughs> um, could you explain what be, echinacea is? Because I don't know right. what it is. So people will prescribe echinacea a plant for colds and it has a long okay <laughs> it has a long history of being used in cold medicine in different parts of the world and all of that but there's been a lot of studies in the past 20 years or so that have showed through like you know double blind studies and real real truth that echinacea does absolutely nothing so um, making, you know, you can still find echinacea tea, say, for instance, in the supermarket that's labeled as, you know, helps with colds. Um, and it bothers me when I see like a witch in Salem and somebody's like, oh, I have a cold. And they're like, try echinacea. Echinacea will help you. And it's like, all right, you have to admit that you're wrong sometimes, you know, or at when it, every time that it happens. <laughs> I mean, placebo effect kind of works so maybe if That's you true. prescribe something by which it works scientifically because of placebo effect but anyways moving on <laughs> um did you That's why i just give them all cbd cbd is the cure for everything apparently maybe that and coconut oil um <laughs> <laughs> when did you first get interested in satanism and uh when did did you start associating satanism and witchcraft through witchcraft early on well, I, you know, the first time that I ever heard um, about, it's funny, I should go back further than the satanic temple, I should, witches and satanists have a long history. Um, and I have, a, you know, in a way adopted that history as a witch, um, where since the since before the satanic panic really took off, um, since like the 70s ish, um, anytime a witch in the media is portrayed or interviewed, it's always as satanic and then evil. So what happens is witches, instead of saying we are not evil, we are not evil, they say we are not satanic. So a lot of witches have um, accepted the idea that the word Satan, uh, satanic, um, that people that are satanic are just kind of, every single one of them is just an edgelord. Um, to, to really sum it up in modern terminology. Um, but yeah, the straight up it. So they think that Satanists make witches look bad, that we're out, you know, that just Satanism in general. And, and that was kind of the perspective that I had before I learned that there was more than just, you know, 
the outspoken Levian Satanists that I had met and heard from and debated with. Um, and my first exposure to the Satanic Temple was viral videos. Um, it was my first exposure to the Satanic Temple, I almost sure, uh, was either a news clip about the Baphomet statue. It may have been the original Rick Scott uh, protest on the steps, or it may have been um, the Tucker Carlson interview that Lucian did. And um, so I saw some of those things and I understood that the Satanic Temple was making a really good point. Um, and I was attracted to the idea of it, but it wasn't until the, they came to Salem that I was like, you know, what really is up with these guys? Um, I had, um, what happened was when the Satanic Temple first opened up the headquarters in Salem, the media was trying to cause controversy, really where there wasn't any. So really anywhere that the Satanic Temple has any kind of, you know, uh, event or new chapter or anything, there's, there's usually like controversy if people have to use fake names and, uh, you know, even in Boston, there was controversy. And um, Lucian said in a few interviews before that he was even preparing for controversy in Salem, but it kind of, it just didn't happen. Basically, a, um, a journalist from Vice uh, came up to me and um, said, oh, I see that you're a local tour guide. And this was in maybe the summer or October when it was really busy. Um, and they, you know, they said, oh, can we interview you? as a witch about the satanic temple. Um, and when they interviewed me, they were asking me a lot of questions about the Baphomet uh, and what it symbolized. And um, in that interview, I started to talk about how much the that sa sa Satanists and witches had in common and how much we really could learn from each other um, and how the Baphomet really represented that. And that's when it really all clicked to me. And um, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go meet these people. And the way I met, uh, people was just by getting a job um, first as just a, in the gift shop. I worked in the gift shop at the Satanic Temple headquarters for a little bit. And that was, and I was like, by the way, I'm a local historian and tour guide. Maybe I could do some walking tours. And they were like, oh shit, that's exactly, yo, let's do that. <laughs> I was like, do you mind if I talk about like really controversial things that I'm not allowed to talk about on my other you know tours that i work for other companies like can i talk about how the puritan foundings of america and things like the witch trials in salem have led to the exact type of theocratic problems we have in our government today and they were like malcolm and Lucian, yeah they were <laughs> like can you please do that that's like literally what we want so it was the best thing that's awesome <laughs> um so because of what you're just uh, describing um TSD Satanism places its belief in uh, science and so history and facts, and it rejects supernatural, which you don't seem to like practice this, this kind of magic. Um, it is a community-based type of Satanism, although it is very much axed on self-empowerment and practice. So I feel compelled to ask, are you a self-practitioner, aka edge witch, or are you part of a coven or do you prefer to practice your witchcraft on your own or in a group and like how about your satanism like well that's one one thing that brings up is um a lesson that i've learned through the years learning about um 
the occult and learning about different religions and witchcraft, um, different religions that influence it, um, and then Satanism too, is there are certain things that you can only learn alone, and then there are certain things that you can only learn with a camaraderie or a group of people. Um, so I think both sides of that are very important. Um, and, you know, personally, I'm not like a member of a coven, but I have my kind of my specific people that when I do witch type rituals, um, they're the ones that I usually get in contact with. Um, once the pandemic's over, I plan on doing things more. And, uh, but right now it sucks. You know, I'm like, once the pandemic started, I, I started to think about all the things I could have been doing and never did. Now I'm like, once the pandemic's over, I'm doing it all. Um, and what, Aren't we things, all? <laughs> yeah. One there's going to be a be... lot of, uh, I, I'm not a witch myself, but there's going to be a lot of dancing in circle in the forest with a bunch of people or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that is, you know, you don't need to call yourself a witch. You can come and dance in the forest with us or, you know, <laughs> And that's the thing too, um, you know, some, sometimes when you practice with a, say a group uh, or a coven, they'll have all these rules and things you have to do. And it's kind of stupid and annoying, um, but you learn something through doing that. Um, and then you can throw it in the trash afterwards if you want, which I did with some of it. Um, but I think that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the important things that I, that's one of the best things about the Satanic Temple is that it has that as well. The, the individualism, but also the idea of community um, and you know helping the community. So tell us about pairing witch culture and traditions, um, customs with the Satanic, the Satanists' uh, values and holidays. Uh, do you also have a which celebrations uh, is being a Satanist and a witch somewhat of a dual citizenship or bicultural identity? That's actually a good way to put it. If it, I mean, if not completely accurate, um, a dual citizenship by identity, by identity, I've never heard of that terminology, but yeah, something similar to that. Like it's almost as if um, you, you almost code switch uh, between cultures, but what I try to do is bring those cultures together. Um, one of the big, mo most important things to me is helping the witch community understand the satanic temple and vice versa. Um, and, you know, because the satanic temple is so new, a lot of the, a lot of the culture that's developed when it comes to rituals and holidays and stuff like that, instead of strictly being based in anti Christianity, um, I see that the Satanic Temple has looked to the influence of other, you know, occult ideas, which um, does, you know, often coincide with paganism and witchcraft. And um, that to me is just like great. Um, so although as far as when I study ancient history, I'm not a huge fan of the ancient Roman Empire. I kind of don't like the ancient Roman Empire. But uh, some of the holidays that uh, the Satanic Temple has that's based on their holidays, um, I really, I like that concept. Um, and the idea that instead of strictly being based in anti-something, like, an, you know, anti-Christianity, that it's based in, it, it has more roots in other places, you know. And so understand- you're, you're like, you're, you're more than a dual citizen. You're like, a, you're like a 
Frio citizen, like you're a witch, a historian, and a Satanist at the same time, and you dig that uh, Satanism is, um, I mean, TST Satanism is taking some stuff out of uh, the Roman Empire, and etc., etc. It's it's super cool. I, I really like um, hearing about that. Um, is there any uh, difficult situation as a Satanist and as a witch um, that you encountered? How did you handle it? Like something specific, like an anecdote? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I do encounter a lot of drama, you know, and generally in you say online and social media, but then also in person um, in the witch community with people that don't really understand uh, what the satanic temple is all about and will be really judgmental. Um, but, you know, I found for the most part that I mean the real, the, the big thing for me was the, uh, the person who who didn't like this version of Satanism. Well, okay, I'll just say, um, as far as, as far as, um, you know, difficulty with persecution or whatever, I find over the years, you know, a lot, I get it from all angles, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, I'm bisexual. So, you know, people always make that joke, but it's true because it's messed up um, that when you're bisexual, gay people will say that you don't belong and then straight people will say you don't belong and you're kind of just like, oh, this sucks. Um, but in, also in a way you get the privilege of both sides too. So um, I, I, I find it's like that with uh, my, my dual personalities. So sometimes witches will give me problems from the Satanist side, sometimes Satanist problems from et cetera, et cetera. But generally speaking, um, I just try not to associate with people like that. <laughs> As a pansexual, I would say, have your cake and eat it too, and uh, live deliciously, my friend. <laughs> um, is there I like a... that you mentioned pan and cake within the same sentence, and it just made me extra, like, I'm like, mm, pans of cake. Um, is there any uh, witch or satanic figure that you admire, uh, such as pan or something like that? Who and why? Do you mean like a historical figure or a fictional one or whatever? I I am attracted to my uh, my biggest influences, the people that help me um, get you know the people I look up to, um, whether they be fictional or real, um, are tricksters. So if you look to different religions and you see the different gods that are um, that are in between type of, like say with Greek mythology, I love Hermes. Hermes is my homie because he goes between the world of the living and the world of the dead. And even on the Baphomet, we have the symbol of the Caduceus, which is his symbol. So um, Baphomet is also another thing that I look up to conceptually, bringing, uh, bringing opposing forces together. Um, and as far as like actual people that do that, I, I don't know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot. I like, I don't know. People who use humor to teach, I think, um, I really look up to. That's, I mean, you know, that's what attracted me to the Satanic Temple when I saw um, just some of the, the funny pranks uh, that that had, you know, that they're they really they're funny and really really meaningful things. They're, you're not just 
trolling for the sake of trolling, you know, um, but you're also not just doing something. You're having to, to be able to enjoy something. So I think um, the people that I look up to are people that, you know, like, like what they do, I guess. <laughs> so history is a broad subject. You were just talking about like uh, ancient Greece and then talking about your contemporary trolls. Uh, <laughs> let's just call it like that. Um, but it's interpretation. History's interpretation can be very subjective. I suppose it's very personal and satanic to find your truth and teach history from your point of view. So when working as a tour guide, is your sense of humor and personality usually compatible with most of your tour guests? Or are they maybe creeped out or something? I, you know, honestly, I wish that more people were creeped out because it always ends up being kind of funny. Um, but I, the name of the walking tour is Satanic Salem Walking Tour. So we, their ignorant people do not sign up. If anybody is going to be judgmental or anybody's going to be like rude, they don't buy tickets in the first place. Um, so in the past, um, in uh, with when I worked for other companies, I did experience, you know, annoying you know, close-minded tourists a little bit more. Um, but with, you know, the, the, the best thing I could say though, is that because we are so highly rated um, on TripAdvisor and, uh, you know, all those things, um, we were number one on TripAdvisor until like up until the pandemic around or a little bit before that. And basically we will end up with people who don't know what the satanic temple is, but they see that it's like a really highly rated tour. They read some of the reviews and they go, oh, this looks good. And so they take the tour. And at some point, you know, usually towards the beginning of the tour, I'll have people raise their hand. Like, how many of you know a little bit about the satanic temple already? Um, and I find that people are like sometimes afraid to answer or they'll, they'll lie to me. They'll straight up lie to my face and be like, oh, I've heard of it, but they haven't. Um, <laughs> so I find that people, um, they're afraid of the controversy and they don't know that I'm just going to get into it. Like, it's fine. Like controversy doesn't scare me at all. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, well, that's, that's how I do it. Humor, you know? What, what is your favorite um, era or area when it comes to history? What part of history do you specialize in? Since you're like a tour guide in Salem, is that, is that like your specialty, this area? You know, it, it isn't um, because as much as I know, I know a lot, like I would say that one of my main areas of expertise is specifically the Salem witch trials, um, but there's so much more about colonial New England and Purit Puritanism that I'm not necessarily an expert in. Um, so the, you know, really what I'm an expert in is occultism in general and the history of occultism. Um, and kind of just like one way I always look at it is just to say um, alternate alternative religion, uh, generally speaking. Um, so, you know, as a historian, the way that I want to like interpret these, uh, the way that I interpret stories from history is I, you know, I always apply them to today. Um, so you you can look back, you know, one of, one of the things I find funny to enter you know I mentioned during one of my classes or lectures I should say during um during the holiday season um you know the last holiday season was 
the you know great western schism where there was three different popes who all were saying no i'm the real pope that guy is a liar no i'm a real pope that guy's a liar um and it's like stuff like that happens literally today not with popes but you know say with schisms in the satanic temple um where some person will just pop up and be like they're not real i'm the real one or you know and then it happens in witchcraft a lot too so um to under you know it all started for me it all began with learning about the Salem witch trials because to understand everything that was happening during the Salem witch trials, I have to follow all these different paths down all these different directions to really see the roots of it. Um, and it's, there's everything. If you want to understand exactly what happened in 1692 in Salem, you have to know a little bit about everything. <laughs> do, do you like visiting places, other countries and discovering their history in the field like you probably did with uh, Salem when you moved? Yeah, I've always I've always been too like kind of poor to travel, to put it bluntly. Um, so I've never really experienced another country firsthand. But I have, from a young age, really been obsessed with documentaries um, and travel shows and things like that. Um, and I love to learn about other countries and cultures, like directly from the people. Um, so usually during the walking tour, I'll like kind of ask where people are visiting from and. Um, oftentimes when somebody's in, visiting from another country, I'll talk to them a little bit more. And sometimes I'll, after the tour, I'll have really long conversations with people. And, um, some of it's just so insightful, like one, you know, it's amazing. Like, um, and I can't wait for that to start back up again. Once it's, you know, springtime and tours will be beginning, um, like April 1st with limited capacity because of the pandemic and stuff. But, um, I'll finally be back out there talking to human beings again. <laughs> Well, when I visit, I hope to get a coffee and a long conversation because I think we have a lot to teach each other. <laughs> um, especially, I don't really know, as I said early on, uh, anything about witchcraft. And um, I mean, I have superficial knowledge because I did some research to put this interview together. But some people think witchcraft is like magic and supernatural in the movies. And that's that there is no... Uh, great spell casting without great sacrifice or a price to pay and stuff like that. Do you cast spells and hexes? Do you brew potion or things like that? I do, but not in the ways that you would think. Um, <laughs> one of the most, you know, one of the most important things to remember when you're hearing stories uh, about potions and spells is that the stories are often to help you to learn a lesson or whatever. So sacrificing something to get something and all of that, um, that is, it's, it's more or less theoretical. Um, so I, I, I mean, there, there are witches that would say, yes, that is absolutely literal. Um, but I don't, I just don't agree to me. That's more of a theoretical way of understanding the kind of the duality of nature and the universe and what you put into something and what you're going to get back from that. Um, so when I do, um, you know, you'll find, for instance, uh, videos of me on YouTube uh, with different, you know, when, whenever a random documentary comes to Salem and they're like, we want some random footage of witches doing a ritual. Like, will you do a ritual for us? I'll get some friends together and we'll do a actual ritual um and they'll get their footage um and then they'll be like can you pose for b-roll and we're like no 
no, we're going to do the real ritual and you're just going to film that and be respectful. And um, if they don't listen to that, we, we tell them to fuck off. Um, so I, even though I don't specifically have um, any kind of faith in ritual uh, or any kind of faith in supernatural, I follow the rules um, while I'm there, kind of like when in Rome, you know? So um, even though I, you know, I try to be respectful because I like to interact with different, like say I, I would go to church. I, if I go to a church, I really want to understand what the hell is happening. I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm going to do what they're doing. Um, and I'm going to be respectful about that. And I don't see that as kind of, you know, weird at all. Um, but I've, through doing that, I've been able to interact with a lot of witches, with a lot of ritual and um, see what I like and what I don't like. And the thing that, the thing that's always bothered me the most is when people say, ha you, you just have to have faith. You just, you just have to believe. And it's like, no, no, I literally, I'm not going to believe something without proof. And I'm going to keep logical about it. Um, and I, I believe that you can do that while still doing ritual. Um, so if, you know, if you see me doing, you know, you can find a fun YouTube ritual that I did where I made like a potion spell bottle, um, with this YouTube person. And it was all about what did they, um, they wanted, they actually wanted to do a spell for success for their YouTube video. So, um, the way that I see it to, you don't have to, um, have blind faith to be a witch. You don't have to have a blind faith in the ritual. You don't have to believe in the ritual. You have to do it. To be a witch is doing. It has nothing to do with believing. Um, so that's to me, um, you know, how I, how I look at it. It's what I, it's what I do. Um, and I don't, I don't need to have any kind of blind faith, which I, I so, hate. <laughs> when people say have faith, I'm like, no. My next question was, as a Satanist, do you have rituals and how do they get along with witchcraft? I think you just answered that kind of by saying, I go and do my witchcraft rituals or participate in witchcraft rituals as a Satanist and keep it skeptical and stuff. Would you would you say that's pretty much it? Yeah, exactly. But I, you know, I, I always do exactly what you're supposed to do. Like if somebody, you know... <laughs> for the most part, unless it's something stupid. Some rituals, I absolutely will draw a line. For instance, when so ever since I was a little kid, <laughs> I drew a line for during the ritual of the Pledge of Allegiance that I'm not gonna put my, God, my hand over my heart. I hate that crap. I'm not putting my hand over my heart and I'm not gonna say the stupid pledge, but I conceded that I would stand up. That's what I, I do, I, I understand. I'm, I'm not an American citizen and when I went to uh, when I went to um, graduation I stand up I respect it but I'm not pledging my allegiance to flag when I'm not a citizen of the country you know like and so I, if I, I don't believe in something I, I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna shut up and let you believe in something but like I'm not so I, I get it hell you yeah, for that, that. <laughs> I <laughs> um, hope that's a good way of explaining it um, since you were talking about like um, your upbringing being quote unquote poor, um, do you believe that rare or expensive um, ingredients, elements are necessary for a ritual, spell, potion? Um, can you practice with what you have around you? Um, does one need a lot of material or 
experience or skill to be, or like a training to be a witch practitioner or a Satanist. So, so what makes what makes a ritual artifact or item important is the thought that you put into it. And just thinking of it like, you know, it it um, if you just pick up a rock off the ground, it's just a rock from the ground. But if you're if a friend of yours is like, yo, I got this badass rock next to this volcano when I was on vacation. You're going to be like, sweet, this badass rock and keep it somewhere and look at it and remember stuff. And that is just um, without any kind of supernatural idea involved. That is an important now that this is, item is imbued with something. It has like, you know, an idea that you associate with it. Um, and that's that's real. Um, so you don't necessarily need expensive stuff, but you need meaningful stuff. And and that's that's what a ritual is. It's putting meaning into something where there's literally nothing. <laughs> I guess, is, is there, a, if you look up the definition for ritual, I'm sure it does not say that. Um, but yeah, it's, to me, it's, you know, turning nothing into something in a way. And well, I, I don't find... know if Wikipedia has something to say about that, but I'm not interviewing Wikipedia, I'm interviewing you. So I'm glad you're telling <laughs> us what you think about it. Uh, um, finally, my last question. When are you happiest as a historian, a witch, or as a Satanist? Hmm. Well, I, my favorite thing, um, I, I obviously, I'm most happy when I'm doing a walking tour or I'm, you know, doing a presentation and I'm teaching, but um, I do that often. And I find that my favorite part of that is getting good questions. I love when I am um, talking about a subject that leads into another subject and somebody asks me the, a question that, that is about that. Um, and I, and I look at them and I go, perfect. Like you're right on track. And I, I say, hold that question. I'm about to answer that in a second. Um, that's my favorite thing because it shows that, um, I'm really getting the point across, but then also just in general, I like getting good questions that stump me or really make me think. Um, because as, as you know, one way that witches always put it is that you are always learning. You're any teacher is always also a student, always forever. You're always continuing to learn. And the joke that people make is that that's that's why they call it practicing witchcraft because you're always practicing it's cheesy shit. I know, but it's like you know a good point. Um, you, you're always you always have to continue to try. Um, and I, of course, look at Satanism the same way. Um, but um, yeah, it's some, I don't know. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, answering all these questions. Um, I hope that people listening had fun, people reading had fun, and that, um, you know, that is going to lead um, people to research a little bit or get interested into all of this and maybe ask you a bunch of questions that are interesting and will make you happy. Yes, and um, um, also everybody should know about uh, the virtual headquarters. That's where they can see my next lectures. I'm usually in the back parlor um, and Oftentimes, my subject matter is at the intersection of witchcraft and history and Satanism and brings all those things together because I'm not going to talk about something unless I care. Uh, so I'm going to talk about what I'm passionate about. And 
I have the freedom to do that with the satanic temple. So it's amazing. Um, and also be sure when you're visiting Salem next, anybody listening to take the satanic Salem walking tour uh, and the website is satanictours.com. So what's the next project you have with us at VHQ? Do you wanna, do you wanna hint at it a little bit? Well, the next, uh, the next satanic holiday or the next TST holiday, and you know, obviously they're all kind of still being made. Um, it, oh, and oh, you know, <laughs> that's what I should mention. You're right. I'm gonna be doing the the uh, tour of the satanic virtual estate. And it will be like a virtual tour um, through the virtual estate. And that should be like a magical special effects experience. Um, I can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, the next, <laughs> the next holiday that's coming up, um, Hexanaut, um, as the Satanic Temple kind of codifies what the holidays are all about, it really is going to be focusing on the persecutions of people for religious beliefs and witch hunts in general. Um, and that's really, you know, a subject that I'm really passionate about. So I hope to do some interesting lectures on that subject. And hopefully they'll be, you know, not too disturbing because it's a really messed up thing to talk about, but it will be good. <laughs> Are we gonna have a ritual or something for Hexanov? Oh my gosh, and that else, I almost forgot. There's so many How things going you? on. How can you? How dare you? <laughs> There's so many things going on. Yeah, they, for, for Hex and Nut, we're also planning a really fun video where I'll be doing a ritual um, along with our satanic opera singer. Uh, the, this, I'm, you know, I don't even know exactly how that's, you know, how it's going to turn out, except that it's going to be the most satanic witchy ritual that people have seen in a long time so it's definitely something to look forward to um and i'm, I'm gonna have fun filming it this is so exciting um i can't wait to see i can't wait to have you at bhq um and tour us around um yeah i can't wait that's gonna be great well thank you so much thomas uh, this was awesome. I learned a few things about you and about an other bunch of stuff. Um, I'm really glad and I hope you enjoyed the interview too. Yeah, thank you very much. Happy Halloween. Hail Satan. <laughs> Happy Halloween to you too. <laughs> Hail Satan.